The Raffle League presents The Commissioner's Corner Podcast With your hosts, Andrew Smead and James Terhard Hey everyone, welcome into another jam-packed episode of Commissioner's Corner. You got Andrew, you got James. And what is James doing? He's going to he's going to tell you right now. So Andrew, my my idea for opening up the episode was um I wanted to I wanted to serenade you with a sad song just to oh. kind of reflect your uh, position. position in the league yeah. currently. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which my initial thought was to sing memory from cats, but you did but, that one. right. Yeah. I already did that one before, which I forgot about. Um, so, so I was wondering, do you have a request of a sad song that you'd like me to sing for you? Oh man. I don't, I might I need don't. to look up the lyrics. I'm not going to sing the whole song. Obviously. Do you know sad song by Spose? I don't. That's a sad song. Okay, wait, look, I'm looking up the lyrics. I don't know the tune. Oh, it is but... not Spose. It is Scotty Sire. Okay. Scotty Sire. All right. Well, I'm looking up the lyrics. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know the tune, but like, I'm sure I can probably guess it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy. Oh, man. This is really tough. Okay. Uh... All right. There's something truly magnificent about being sad. And that is that everyone can be sad. Some people are sad sometimes. Other people are sad all the time. And this is just a song about being sad. What do you do? Let's get to it. Ha ha. Yeah, you nailed that tune exactly. You've never heard this song before? Are you sure? Uh, no, no. It's just, I mean, it, there is no other possible melody that yeah. could be sung to that song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that was impressive, but it, it did, you know, bring up those emotions of of starting 0-4 and, 4 and um, last in the league and all of that. But like I said in the group, me, you know, I've just accomplished so much on the top. It's like, oh, am I going to win again? You know, type of thing. So I'll figure out what's going on at the bottom of the league here and, and just try out something new. Yeah, uh, Andrew, I, I support you in your quest to become the worst team in the league. I'm I'm fully on board for this. Well, I don't I don't want it to be a permanent stay. I just want it to be like a little a little tour. You know, I've never been to this part of town before. What's it like? Um, but then once I'm once I'm there, I'm I've had enough and um gonna start heading out just about now, I think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see. Yeah, it might be it might be like the Hotel California, you know. Right. You can you can check out anytime you want, but but you can never leave. Can never, yeah. Can never leave. Okay, well, we are going to review each of the team's first four weeks, see where they're at, give kind of our opinion on what they need to do rest of season to get themselves in a good position to make playoffs. But before we get into that, I want to do a quick NFL check with you, James. 
And um, there's there's been some surprise teams this year, both on the positive end and the negative end. And four weeks into the season, I want to try and get your rapid fire guesses of who is going to win each division. Are you are you prepared for this? Are you um, feeling up to this challenge? I I'm up to the challenge. I'm not prepared at all. Okay. Should I should I put any thought into these? Should just be from the cuff, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? AFC East. Uh, yeah, gotta go Bills. It's gonna again Bills. Okay, I'm going Bills too. AFC West, tougher one. AFC West. Uh, no, this is Chiefs. Yep. Chiefs. Yep. Agree. Chiefs. AFC North. Ravens. Ravens as well. AFC South. Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but I agree with you there. No, I'm going to yeah. go Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee. No. All right. I'm going Jaguars. NFC East. Eagles. Oh, I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys what? are going to sneak it out. Yeah. Their defense, really? looks in- their defense looks amazing. Their defense. I know everyone's talking so about does, Cooper so Rush. Does, so does Philly's too, though. Yeah. You think think Philly's fake? Think Jalen Hurts going to turn into a pumpkin? Come no, I, I think Philadelphia is a great team. I, I do. And I think they're definitely going to make playoffs. I think it's going to be a really tight race. But I think Dallas is going to sneak out with the win there. Yeah, but Dak's going to come back and, and then they're going to be bad again. Wait, does it say Dak? Yeah. Yeah, they'll lose their first playoff game for sure, but I think they're going to sneak out the division win. Mm. All right, uh, NFC, NFC West. West. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Recency bias, but 49ers, I guess. Yeah, I'm going with the defense again and going 49ers. NFC North, don't let your bias get Vikings. in the way. No. Vikings, Packers. Vikings. Yeah, I think probably, Vikings. But... I think Vikings will get a wild card, but I'm going Packers and then NFC yeah, South. Probably, I'm guessing Buccaneers for both of us there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the Buccaneers will be do, do better once they actually have healthy receivers. Yep. Yes, agreed. All right, there it is. Those are going to be the results. Even the ones we disagreed on, somehow we'll both be mm-hmm. right. Yep, it will be a tie. All right, enough about this national football league blah let's talk about the rosemount alumni fantasy football league the one that matters yes all right let's start at the bottom uh starting at the bottom and we're here and uh as we previewed it is it is the ship of theseus at the very bottom andrew Smith, that's your team mm-hmm. uh oh oh and four um now, I, I don't I don't have the stats myself, but do you know how do you know the stats for making playoffs or teams that start 0 and 4 in our league? I don't, but 0 and 3 was three out of nine. So mm. I I imagine Which isn't uh, that bad. Not great. But, yeah, probably not great. But definitely not impossible. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh let's see. Points four, you are only uh eighth for mm-hmm. points for so you're you're only fourth you're fourth to last or i guess ninth yeah you're fourth to last points for so like you're not in the in the very bottom but uh yeah it's not great um yeah let's see looking yeah, looking through those, your team's uh, need sorry quick you mentioned points for i also want to draw quick attention to points against oh yeah and i'm at just about 500 points against which is the highest in the league um mm. Yeah, getting getting some tough draws. I mean, my games have been against Jake, James, Jackson, and Luke, which are four of the top five teams. So yeah. rough start. But yeah, 
tell me uh tell me what you're thinking of my team while you look at it all right well um i mean clearly i i feel like the biggest well first weakness on your team is quarterback um drafted russell wilson he has not panned out um and you've now pivoted to aaron Rodgers, who i believe you got in a trade who also isn't doing very good um so but like he should be doing better it's kind of hard to tell um yeah, you got man, you got Keenan Allen on injured reserve. Now he he seems to be just like seems to be he's gonna come back like any week now, but he still hasn't come back. I think he, getting him back will definitely help your team. Yeah, Joe Mixon's been kind of underperforming. Um, yeah, and, Andrew it seems like your team should be better on paper. It's just been kind of a mm-hmm. lot of underperforming players, and it's like, will will they? Are they just going through a bunch of slumps? Or is this what they're going to be for the entire season? And it's kind of hard to tell right now. And uh, yeah, that'll kind of be the story. Yeah, for you. Yeah, I think my team um, can certainly bounce back. They have not been performing too well, but injuries to Chris Godwin and Keenan Allen for most of the start of the season here. You know, those were two of my top wide receivers. Um, and Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette. You know, they get a lot of opportunities a game, but they're both of their O lines are just not doing them any favors. So I think I can I think I can bounce back, but being at 0 and 4 is quite a, a big uphill climb that I have left in the season here and I I'm genuinely worried that even if my team does turn it around it's going to be uh too late to make the playoffs. Now, Smeet, I know that you've been, you know, looking to make some trades to maybe improve your team and, you know, mix things up, uh try to change your fortunes. Um are you are you still committed to the theme of your team name and that you want to have a completely different roster than the one you started at the beginning of the season? That's a good question. I think the theme that I'm more so going with is not total replacement, but it's more along the lines of if a plank gets rotten, you have to replace it. Um, any final comments on my team or should we move it to the next one? Um, well, just look, I think the X factor for your team yeah, I, I think it's gonna I think it's Keenan Allen. Can, can he come back and just be himself? Um yeah. seems to be taking a while. I'm like if he comes back, he should be, you know, a top ten wide receiver and should be very consistent too. So uh I think they, you definitely for. want him to come back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on up to All Sunday Clay with team name All Sunday Clay. Now he's one and three with three hundred and twenty-five points for, which is the lowest in the league. Um, all Sunday Clay, taking a look at his schedule, um, he scored 65 points in week one and then came out strong against David with just about 112 and then back down to 78 and 69. So three games uh, below 80 points there is definitely a tough start. Looking at his team, he's kind of struggling at quarterback as well. He's had some mediocre uh, quarterbacks Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, but he did recently get Jared Goff from me, so maybe he starts getting into the rotation. Um, but some of these picks that he had just aren't really turning out. Dalvin Cook, I mean, he he did, um, you know, he's starting to do a little bit better, but certainly not the uh, the return on the first round pick that Clay was hoping for. Um, Antonio Gibson, his relevancy is going to be in question with uh, Brian Robinson coming back, and then. Um, Tyreek Hill has is, is been his core piece and has been his 
you know, star player so far. He's been great and, um, you know, will likely continue to be great, but he needs these other guys to step up. Allen Robinson hasn't really done anything. George Kittle has been limited so far. Brandon Ayuk really hasn't done much either. Um, Gerald Everett at tight end has, has, uh, you know, done well in the position, but he really needs some of these, um, ancillary pieces to start performing in order for him to start putting more points for up and getting more wins and moving out of the uh, losers bracket, you know, um, bottom six here. So I don't know if, if, um, the players are going to be able to do that. I see, you know, some possible improvement, but it's tough to see the path forward with the roster he has. Do you agree or disagree? No, yeah, I I definitely agree. We I think we kind of criticized some uh, parts of Clay's draft in that episode, and I think you know the I think those problems are still very evident. Um, uh, yeah, and Michael Thomas, uh, Michael Thomas also like sh- should have been good for Clay, but still injured. Seems to still be nursing injuries since like for the last three years. Um, I will say uh, I think the one bright spot that maybe could help. Clay turn his season around is George Pickens, who is a, a late round kind of rookie um, hyped pick wide receiver for Pittsburgh. Um, now that Pittsburgh has switched to uh, Kenny Kenny Pickett, wait, not yep. Kenny Pickett. Oh yeah, it's Kenny Pickett. Okay, man, Pickens to Pickett. It's I, mm-hmm. I keep getting them mixed up, but like that connection in uh, in Kenny Pickett's first game, like that connection was there, and uh, he's, he scored thirteen points. In week four, George Pickens did. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they have some chemistry and maybe he'll be, you know, like a wide receiver too for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, that that would definitely, I'm sure Clay is hoping for that. And that could be, you know, one one spark that help, help gets, helps get Clay's season back on track. Yeah, for sure. All right. Talk to me about this next team here, James, and, and what are you seeing with them? Uh, well, next team... Uh, coming in at number 10 in the rankings. They are one in three. Uh, it's everyone's favorite. It's Bug-type Jim, uh, owned by Zach Eichten. Um, They are second to last in points for just above Clay Tucker. Um, so, yeah, they're not not quite putting up as many points as Zach would have liked. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's take a closer look at Bug-type Jim's roster. Not too um, close, First though. of all, not too well. If you look too close, you might see all of the bug Pokemon nicknames that Zach mm-hmm. has given to some of his players. Um, Alvin Kamara P, uh, DK Metapod, Darren Wormpler, Brees Drill Hall, uh, AJ Vavillion, uh, Michael Carjabug. That one's a little, a little stretch there, I gotta say. Uh, Elijah Mortham. Mm. Uh, and there's DeAndre Hopkins, who is just Dean, which just I think Dean. Zach didn't want to, uh, yeah, didn't want to change yeah. that at all. Um, and, uh, oh, very last nickname, um, and kind of, I think the player that sort of exemplifies Zach's season um, in his injured reserve is Dak Prescott, or should I say, Dakuna Prescott. Um, and yeah, uh, Dak Prescott getting injured immediately to start the season, and that has just kind of been Zach's season for these first four weeks. He, uh, he's already dealing with DeAndre Hopkins who he drafted and who has been suspended. So, you know, 
that's one player he can't start. Dak Prescott, he can't start. Um, he has Justin Tucker, though. He and does that's have Justin always Tucker. Always a good yeah. thing. Yeah, let's see. Justin Tucker is the 11th scoring fantasy kicker. So, so great job. He's in the he's he's almost in the top 10 for kickers. Very impressive. He's um, as close to being in the top 10 as you can be without being in the top 10. That is very true. Um, yeah, again, kind of like your team, uh, Zach has been dealing with quarterback issues. Uh, just can't seem to find a good one to start. He's starting Teddy Bridgewater right now. Uh, not, not exactly what you want. Um, and yes, speaking to injuries, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara has been basically injured for either injured or not productive at all for these first four weeks. Seems to be probably on track to start week start week five. Um, so Zach will be excited to get his RB one. You know, should be RB one back. Um, that will definitely help him going forward. Uh, Jamar Chase has been, he's been okay, mm-hmm. but like not, not what you hoped. Um, I believe that was Zach's first overall pick. He was at the turn. He picked Jamar Chase and Alvin Kamara. Um, or wait, was Kamara later? Nope. Forget. Nope. You got that right. Okay. That was right. Um, Darren Waller has been struggling, um, has, has not panned out. Uh, and then, yeah, so some of his running backs, just like like AJ Dillon, it's like he he's a good player, but because he's on a kind of struggling Packers offense and has to compete with uh, uh, Aaron Jones, like he just you know doesn't get the full workload. Um, you know, Michael Carter, you know, started off kind of hot, but has since you know cooled off. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really. Alvin Kamara will help, but I don't really see. I guess if Dak Prescott comes back and Alvin Kamara gets healthy, um, and uh, Zach does have Jamal Williams, so if, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on player names. Running back for Detroit, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift has been injured, which has helped Zach having Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has been really good, six overall running back. Um, so Zach should hope for DeAndre Swift to continue to maybe nurse his injury. Um, so you can continue to get help. Do you have any comments, Mead? Yeah, I think Zach's team is going to be one to look at for the kind of second half of the season here. Um, if he can get one or two more wins out of the next, you know, three or four weeks here, I think he has a decent shot at making playoffs with Dak Prescott coming back, Alvin Kamara getting healthy. Um, Jamal Williams is still going to play a factor, even if Swift is healthy and then um uh deandre hopkins did i mention him already you know he's going to be back from his suspension um bruce hall looks like he's starting to take over that jets backfield slowly but surely so i think zach is going to have a much different second half than first it's just a matter of if he has done enough at this point to you know keep him in the running um Final team sitting at one and three is Kent. Touch this, David Book. Uh, he's got 364 points for 441 against. Um, two losses to start off right away against Sean and Clay. He did win the uh, Digimon Kid Cup in week three, though, in a low scoring game, and then went up against Jake in week four and, and got his third loss there. 
Um, kind of surprising start for David because we all had him projected very high at the start of the year and uh, his team just really hasn't come through the way we expected. And I think most of that is from his uh, running backs. You know, he had Ezekiel Elliott, uh, James Connor, Chase Edmonds, uh, Damon Pierce, and they they all looked, um, you know, like great running backs. And they've all just been very, very mediocre. Um, Ezekiel Elliott and James Conner has been dealing with some um, injury, but them especially. And Damian Pierce has kind of been up and down. Uh, Chase Edmonds doesn't even look like the starting running back in Miami anymore. So um, some struggles there, but Damian Pierce is stepping up now. Um, he is getting Brian Robinson back. Um, so that that could be a benefit. Um, but Cooper Cup has really been his main guy and um, honestly seems like the best pick of the first round by far right now. He's just locked and loaded every single week, which is keeping David alive and, and you know, fighting in, in some of these games. Um, Kyler Murray has been decent. I think he'd probably want him to do a little bit better, but he is uh, QB6 right now. So um, keeping him in there. Um, yeah, and he's starting to fill out his roster here. There, there are just a lot of kind of average players who could have good weeks, but really haven't, you know, broken through to be the guy. Um, and, and I think that's just kind of limiting his upside. Do you have any other uh, thoughts or opinions here on Kent Touch This? Uh, I think, yeah, I think um, like the X factors for David is going to be Damian Pierce and maybe Brian Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. Damian Pierce looks like, you know, he, he didn't start off the season super great, but uh, he seems to be establishing himself as a starting running back. And it, it kind of fits the narrative like, okay, he's a rookie, he needs some time. So uh, it, it would make sense for him to maybe have a slow start and then be good for the rest of the season. Um, so that could be someone that David could be starting with confidence for the rest for the rest of the season and being uh, you know, a very good member of his team. Uh, Brian Robinson, who really knows? Um, he, he could come in and it, he probably will take some time too. But again, uh, by the end of the season, you know, he could be running that backfield in Washington, which is not a terrible offense. Kind of started off really good and then has fallen apart a bit. Um, I, I think should be at least a decent offense. And you know, Brian Robinson can be like the true workhorse there um or at least like you know even getting the majority of the carries that could be really good for david too uh and yeah i mean cooper cup like can you imagine thinking that like you you should maybe take uh, uh justin jefferson instead of cooper cup as the first wide receiver off the board couldn't couldn't have been me uh obviously cooper cup should have been wide receiver one probably should have just been pick number one like jonathan taylor please right yeah yeah, by far the first uh, or the best first round pick. And and um, I mean, regardless of what happens with these other players, it seems like Cooper Cup's going to keep putting up points, which is going to keep David competitive in these games and just got to get those other guys going. Uh, let's move into the two and two category here and see what those teams are up to. All right. So looking at the team that's in eighth place right now, that is Chicken Horse owned by Brandon Hubbard. Um, same team name as last year. Love, love the continuity. Uh, as we said, he's 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Just won his most recent game. Um, in the points for category, Brandon is... You know what? He's right in 8th place, too. So he's right where he should be, based on his rank. Um, 
uh, he has the the fifth most max points for, which is a little interesting. So maybe maybe Brandon's just been having some trouble setting his lineup, but he could have some higher scoring games going forward. Um, but enough about his record. Let's look at his team. So right at the top, Brandon is starting Tom Brady as his QB, who has been struggling, um, struggling mightily to start the season, mainly because of uh, injuries to both his offensive line and his wide receivers. And I think the offensive line injuries are kind of season long for the most part. He should be getting his receivers back. Um, and that should definitely help him for the rest of the season. Also, he doesn't have to worry about his home life anymore because he's uh, maybe getting divorced. I don't know. There's no way of knowing. Do you have any insight on that, Andrew? No, no. I I don't know. I don't care too much, honestly. You don't you don't got the that that hot goss? No, haven't been checking TMZ or anything lately. Oh man, always gotta check TMZ. Every morning I wake up, I open up <laughs> TMZ to see what the see what's happening in the world of celebrity drama. But anyways, back to Brandon's team. Uh, you know what, Brandon? Man, I didn't realize Brandon has Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. Yeah, how is he not like in first place? Like that's crazy. Uh yeah, I'm pretty, Nick Chubb is the uh, I believe yeah RB one through the first four weeks, which like can't complain about that. That is, I mean, it's as good as you can get for running backs. And Austin Eckler, RB3, are you kidding me? He has the first and third running backs. That is very good. And I think we, I mean, both of them, like, should be, like, top five running backs for the rest of the season, you'd think, right? You would think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's likely. Yeah, yeah, a great running back core there. Um, Yeah, bringing, that brings us to his wide receivers, which are definitely a lot more suspect Terry McLaurin not having a great start to the season. Um, not terrible, but definitely not what you want. Um, Tyler Lockett's been okay, but not really what you want. Um, TJ Hawkinson. Oh my goodness. Had a huge game. in his most recent, uh, he, he was, yeah, he scored five points, four points, nine points, 35 points, which I mean, you, you can't expect that for every week, but it, it's interesting having, you know, even if he does score like, you know, single digits for several weeks, having like the opportunity for a monster game like that from your tight end of all positions is like pretty good that like, you yeah, know, your tight end that you didn't, you didn't spend that high of a draft pick on. It can just win you a week. Um, that, that is definitely something good to have. Uh, yeah. Ooh, has, has the number two kicker, Daniel Carlson. That's He's been that's big, been pretty yeah. consistent, yeah. And also, yeah, just consistent across the board. Um, man, would can you imagine having having Daniel Carlson on your fantasy team or even your regular NFL team? That'd be so great. Would never have kicking issues ever again. Right? Could you imagine? Yeah. Uh, do you have any comments on Brain's team? Um, it it seems good to me. Like. It, those those two running backs are so solid that like uh and he's got oh he's got michael gallup on his bench so like and, and Corey davis both whom of whom have been doing a lot better so i think he should be able to find startable wide receivers um and flex players from those to complement his running backs and i i expect tom brady to do better going forward uh brandon has uh what i think is a very sneaky team 
And that is because he has these big play, you know, locked and loaded guys, and then he doesn't have much depth. And that that can be really scary because he doesn't really need much in, in terms of decision making. He just goes out there and plays his studs and they do well. Um, so it's it's going to create some more volatile weeks when his you know top players aren't doing well. But I think it's going to give some good scores. I mean, we talked about his running backs. Tyler Lockett's been a bit of a surprise in a good way this year, as has, you know, Geno Smith in the Seattle offense. But I think he's one to look out for. I think if he can make playoffs, uh, he could do some damage there for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, that like he has he has the ability to put up like in this most week in the most recent week, like put up uh, a very big score and. That's what you kind of need to do in playoffs. And that's a team that's scary to face. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Okay, moving to the next two and two team here, we have Sean Skurbeck with the source of error. He's got 393 points for 389 points against very close metrics there. Um, He's gone every other. He won his first game, lost his second, won his third, and lost his last week, putting up just 73 points. So definitely a down week. But he has... um, I mean, in the draft, he took a big risk drafting Saquon Barkley in the second round there. There are a lot of questions on him, and he has been, you know, just excellent. Uh, he's the number two running back right now. Um, so that seemed to be a really good pick, which helps him out because his first round pick, Najee Harris, has not uh, been doing too good. And there's a lot of season left. He's he's not doing, you know, terrible, but certainly not anywhere close to that first round standard. Um, another big disappointment on his team is Kyle Pitts. A lot of people had Kyle Pitts, you know, as number one, the number two target in Atlanta, and he just hasn't been there. But um, kind of surprise breakout maybe to some, um, certainly to this extent, but Amon Ross St. Brown is just tearing up the field in Detroit. I mean, he was out last week and he's still the number seven wide receiver. He's he's just been insane, which has helped him out. But um he he doesn't have much for depth, and that's kind of the scary thing here. Um, you know, he's got Ken Walker, Tony Pollard, Jarvis Landry, Russell Gage, Deontay Johnson, Greg Dortch. You know, none of those names are really players that I think at any point in this season can, you know, step up and really be a, a game changer. So I think it's he's really going to have to lie, rely on these top guys and hope some of them like Kyle Pitts and, and uh, Jerry Judy start performing a little bit better. So um, kind of similar to Brandon, he's got these top guys that he's got to rely on. But I don't know, I don't, I don't feel as um, threatened by Sean's team as I do by Brandon. How do you see it? Yeah, Sean's team seems to be like looking at his draft, like a lot of like a lot of overperformers uh, and a lot of underperformers, like mm-hmm. players that like Saquon and Amon Ra that are like you know completely you know uh, you know Saquon. I guess like people thought Saquon Barkley would be good, but like he's been tremendous. You know, like top two running back good. And then Amon Ra, I think before his injury, he was like the number two wide receiver. Um, so hopefully he can you know come back for Sean. Um, but then, yeah, you know, Najee and Kyle Pitts have been like really a disappointment. Um, I, I will say, uh, Kirk Cousins is his QB. I'm pretty sure he drafted him. Seemed like a good pick because you know the the new offense would be great for Kirk Cousins and be you know a top eight QB that you can get for like you know 
a very low draft pick. Um, but he's the 16th best QB on the year. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can be like a playoff team if you don't have at least a top 10 QB yeah. in fantasy. Um, but you know, ideally you want like, you know, a top five or close to top five. Um, but really yeah, like, that- if the rest of your team is, is stacked. Like the QB scores so many points. If you don't have one of the top, you know, at least like, yeah. you know, if you don't have a decent QB starter, like, because then you're, you're just, just going to get outscored out. at yeah you're going to get outscored at that position if you're starting the yep, 16 yeah. quarterback you'd have to assume every team you're playing against has a better one and and you're just you know working from a deficit already yeah and it doesn't look like Sean has any other QBs on his bench so uh, that that could maybe be a spot that Sean tries to um you know if if the rest of his roster pans out tries to you know make a trade for better QB or um you know maybe he's looking to pick up a QB that uh, could you know shine for the rest of the year or or he's just riding the Kirk Cousins train and just hoping mm-hmm. that uh you know I know as a Vikings fan hoping that um the early struggles are maybe to because getting used to the new offense the new coaching scheme and that uh, there's going to be some bumps along the way but maybe you know once once he gets settled in then he'll start you know putting up points with both you know ju- uh with Jefferson and Thielen and KJ Osborne and uh Irv Smith um, maybe in some Dalvin Cook dump offs in there too. We'll see. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the next two and two team here. That's going to be Chrome Domes with Matt Sable. Uh, he's got 423.4, about 414 points against. He's also gone every other uh, win loss, win loss. Um, he did beat Luke Conway and Brandon. Two other two and two teams, so that's uh, impressive. There, Matt Sable, I think, has a really good team. Honestly, um, now most notably um, this last week, Javante Williams out with a season-ending injury. That's really going to uh, hurt his upside there, and especially the running back position. But he does have Derrick Henry. Um, he's got Raheem Mostert, and he does have Rashad Penny. So you know, not the best group there, but he's not. Um, you know, hurting immensely in the position. And even though it's it's certainly weaker, he's got a great wide receiver core of AJ Brown and Christian Kirk, who is just outstanding this year. And then he's also got Gabe Davis and Drake London, who can put up points in the flex position any given week. And on top of all of that, he's got what is maybe the most um, electric fantasy quarterback so far this season in Lamar Jackson, who's both throwing the ball and running the ball like crazy. Um, you know, certainly weaker at the running back position, like we said, but overall, I think he's got a, a very intimidating team that can do some damage against some of these top teams and, and secure easy wins against some of these bottom teams. Um, and the biggest thing for Matt Sable, when, you know, this is tough with this schedule is just staying, staying aware of what's going on and, and making uh, waiver transactions yeah. and any drafts, um, because we've seen this in the past where he's, he's had a good team and injuries by weeks um you know shift in in usage and everything just starts to hurt him towards the end so i think if he can stay on top of it he's got a, a good shot at making playoffs this year yeah honestly uh i feel like matt's able for the past uh, it, this is the third year in the row where he's had like a really good team at the start um and then it seems like you know as uh, you know, maybe doesn't have quite as much time for management as some of the rest of us. 
Um, then, you know, his team just kind of, you know, gets some injuries here, misses out on some, you know, waiver wire pickups there. Um, and then he ends up kind of either limping into playoffs or just missing playoffs. Um, he, oh man, he could have, he could be three and one, um, but he missed, right. he missed that there's some injuries to his players that he could have, uh, could have maybe swapped them out. Um, I, if, if Matt Zabel is listening to this, you know, while he's, you know, doing his studies to be, to be a good yeah, doctor background. and save us all from our future ailments, um, I would give him some advice on his roster construction right now. Um, he has Justin Fields as a backup QB. Um, Fields is currently the 32nd mm. ranked quarterback, um, which yeah. is not very good. That's probably um, pretty if, bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't see him like, I, I think he will play better, at least a little bit better going forward the rest of the year. I mean, he's playing the Vikings this week, so he certainly will do better. Um, but like, he's been, he's been extremely bad, like historically bad for a starting QB. So not sure why he's, he probably shouldn't be rostered. Not sure why he's rostered on Matt Sable's team. Um, could probably just pick up a different QB if he wants a backup QB. Um, he's, he has Harrison Bucker on his bench, which Harrison Bucker got injured and I think should be coming back this year. But, Harrison he Bucker could definitely, is, you know, yeah, he could do better using those bench spots for players who might actually have fantasy relevance. Yeah, and last one, um, this might be the most egregious one. Uh, he he saw that Javante Williams uh, was sent to IR, and so he put him in his IR spot, which is good. You know, that's good management. Yeah, you know, uh, leaving room for um, you know him to pick up, you know, uh, f- fill up your bench spot with another guy that could break out. Um, the problem is he didn't actually fill in that bench spot. He just moved him to IR. Um, so that's not really doing anything for him as of now. Maybe we'll pick up someone up. Maybe we'll pick someone up, but he just hasn't gotten around to it yet. Um, thing is, though, Javante Williams is out for the season. Right. So he will not be coming back. He will not be helping him this year. So there's no reason for him to even be on his IR. Um, so, yeah, Matt's able, if you hear this, just some, you know, some stuff to helpful, tinker. You make helpful your, hints. Yeah, just yeah. helpful. Just helpful advice, which, yeah. All right. I'm excited to talk about this next team. Why don't you kick us off? Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm excited that I get to talk about this team and not you. Well, I guess you can talk a little bit about it, but uh, it is the Lukington Conwanders. Con, Conwanders? Con, Con, Conwanders. Conwanders? Conwanders. I think Wanders, because it's like Commanders, Conwanders. But it's also Conway. Mm. Mm. We're gonna have to get his uh, phonetical, yeah, definition here. Yeah, great team name. Uh, calling back to the, yep. the Lukington football team. Um, love it. Very good. Uh, Lucas two and two start the season. He's uh, in fifth place right now. Um. Uh, he's fourth in points for, so about about the right spot. Um, he's third in max points for, um, so you know but, but he's he's putting up points. Um, Luke Luke has a pretty good team. I like Luke's team. I think I ranked him in the top five or t- not top five, the top uh, three in our power rankings this week, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and uh, you know, starting out top of his roster, Patrick Mahomes, which has been of another very good. Uh, I think a very good pick this year. Um, Patrick Mahomes seems oh, yeah. to be 
sort of cheat code. Yeah. And like back on track, he kind of had a down year last year. Like he was still a good player, but not very good for fantasy. Um, but yeah, he's he's QB four on the year so far. I think he should be a top three, top four QB for the rest of the year, locked and loaded. Um, and you just know, you know, he's a top two just QB in the NFL, um, which is always good. And I mean, he's just fun to watch. Like it's it's fun having players on your fantasy team that are fun to watch. And Patrick Holmes is one of the most fun to watch. Um, also, as Christian McCaffrey, who has been con, he's, he's RB five. Which is good, but he's not RB one. Just kind of, you kind of want you know to be at the very, top. and he keeps having like, he keeps having like little like injury scares. It's like, oh man, is this is this it? Is this the week he goes out? Um, uh, Luke gave him a, a nickname, Christian, made of glassery, which is that's that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, he uh, Christian McCaffrey should be good the rest of the season, assuming that he stays healthy. Melvin Gordon. Uh, Javante Williams being out, Melvin Gordon has a great opportunity. Um, he's had some injury issues himself, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, wide receiver core, um, CeeDee Lamb's been pretty good this year. Uh, fringe wide receiver one. And Chris Olave, oh man, like he's been very good. Um, having a very good rookie season just seems to be getting better every week. Um, I think he should be a very good, you know, at least wide receiver two for Luke for the rest of the year. Mark Andrews, locked and loaded top two tight end not much to say about that he's great um uh damian harris uh hasn't been too bad um in luke's flex spot right now um and he has uh looking at his bench you know he's got some decent depth too got amari cooper on the bench uh kind of questionable how good he's going to be any given week but um he's had some boom weeks had some bad weeks uh daryl henderson has been Actually, not very good. Scratch that. Uh, has Matthew Stafford, which I'm not sure why, because he has Patrick Mahomes. Probably doesn't need Stafford, but Stafford hasn't been very good this year. Probably doesn't need to have him. But uh, yeah, uh, Luke, Luke, uh, you know what? Sorry, like that. Luke doesn't have that good depth, but he has a great starting roster. Um, and I'd be, you know, I don't, I'd be afraid of Luke if Luke manages to make playoffs, which I think he should. I think he has a good team. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, Melvin Gordon being elevated in Denver there is going to be a, a huge pickup just because, um, you know, his running backs before really weren't that great. Um, Damien Harris was good and Christian McCaffrey, like you mentioned, he's starting he's starting to get there. Um, but Mark Andrews is great. Patrick Mahomes is great. Um, he has four wide receivers that he can rotate through, even though, um, you know, Amari Cooper and DJ Moore haven't really shown it this week. There's certainly weeks that they can go off um, and he can play them in a pinch. So um, he's got a, he's got a very solid team here. And I, I think Melvin Gordon and his success is going to be a really big, um, you know, X factor, like you said, in terms of his success, if, if he can step up and be the number one, you know, clear running back in Denver there, I think that's going to elevate Luke's firepower and success in uh, his playoff race even more. Okay, um, up next is Sai Sunkum with Busty Rusty. Now, Sai Sunkum is 3-1, but he has only 416 points for, which um, puts him in 6th place compared to his 4th place ranking in terms of record. 
Um, so a couple of um, lower scoring wins, but he's still uh, put up more than um, 90 points in three of his weeks and his one loss, he was down at 75. But looking at his team here, um, I think he's had uh, kind of like what we talked about with uh, Sean, but not to the same extent. He has some players who are overperforming where they were drafted from and some players who are underperforming and overall just kind of making for you know a solid team. Um, Justin Herbert has been good, but he hasn't been you know great. He's QB7. Um, Aaron Jones, who uh, was his top running back, has been good, but not great, you know, running back 10. But then Clyde Edwards-Alaire has exceeded expectations, and he's running back four right now. Um, so, you know, that kind of helps make up for the Aaron Jones downfall. Stefan Diggs has been great. Um, that was a very good pick, wide receiver number two. But then Michael Pittman has kind of disappointed. Um, a lot of people, including myself, um, expected more from Michael Pittman. He's down at wide receiver 35. So a lot of these kind of offsetting type of things here. And um, he doesn't have much depth, which is something that I think can hurt him in the long run. Um, Kareem Hunt, Adam Thielen, and Julio Jones are really the only depth pieces of note. And uh, very similar to Matt Zabel, I think if Sai can be more active, he's going to increase his chances of uh, you know making a playoff run. He's got an empty bench spot, and he's got Isaiah Spiller, who is a healthy scratch for most of the weeks. So um, certainly room for improvement in terms of activity. But he's got a starting lineup that can uh, get him through. It's just if he gets injuries or once he hits these bye weeks, he might start to struggle a bit. Give me your thoughts now, right now. Give me them. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he wants to hold on to Sammy, put him put him in his IR spot. I think sometimes I I forget we have an IR spot now sometimes, um, so that can be forgiven. But yeah, so it only has six players on his bench. Probably pick up another person. Um, or or don't because that leaves more people on the waiver wire for the rest of us. So I won't complain about that. Um, yeah, d- depth is really not as non-existent for Sai. Um, probably, like you said, you know, getting some more activity, doing some waiver wire pickups would probably help to bolster that a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's got you know Clyde, Stefan Diggs. Um, those are those are two very good starters, um, and Justin Herbert's you know solid. Um, they're kind of you know carrying his team right now. Uh, yeah, Michael Pittman. You know the the entire Colts offense has just really been struggling. Um, yeah, but I think I think Sai, based on like his points for, I think he's overperforming in his record so far. Um, but you know we're only four weeks in, so it's kind of hard to tell. Um, but yeah, we'll see if Sai can you know maintain his you know good record and if he'll fall more towards middle of the pack as the year goes on. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to watch. All right, well, we've reached the top three in the rankings. Um, and at number three, it's another three-in-one team. as Jack Attack by our good friend Jackson Shalio. He is third in points for, so right where he should be. Um, and he is about, you know, I was talking to Jackson about his team, say about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and he was saying, oh, my, my starting lineup is... Amazing, as long as I don't get injured, as long as there aren't injuries, mm. and he's he's picked up he's picked up a few injuries. Um, yeah, just looking at his roster, he has three people that are out or on our on IR or doubtful. Um, with Tua, which you know, 
I think most people have heard about the whole two situation um, was doing really well, was a good pickup by Jackson. Um, but, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be out for the time being. Um, Jonathan Taylor. Oh man, that's, uh, that's a very big player to get injured. You know, the first overall pick, um, that's unfortunate. And also unfortunate is that Jonathan Taylor has just been kind of struggling to start the year, even when he's been healthy. Um, like I mentioned with Michael Pittman, uh, the Colts offense and just team in general has been really struggling. They still managed to beat the Chiefs, though, which is weird. NFL is really weird this year. Um, but yeah, I think Jackson will be hoping Jonathan Taylor is not out for very long. Um, also, Traylon Burks is uh, injured, and he he seemed to be doing interesting things. So. And, uh, and also, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is on IR for him. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of injuries for Jackson. Um, but let's not dwell on those. Let's look at his, his roster he does have right now. Um, Joe Burrow is his QB who started out not great, um, but it is definitely he seems to be kind of finding his groove again. Um, he's back to being, you know, a, I guess like a, you know, a, a very startable QB and can definitely have some big games. Um, yeah, his running back situation, um, not having Jonathan Taylor really sucks because um, he he's starting J.D. McKissick and Jeff Wilson right now. Jeff Wilson, Jackson spent, uh, I think it was 60 something fab dollars. That was the first real big spend we had on, on, uh, on waivers. Um, I thought it was too much money, but it's honestly been really solid. He's a uh, week two. He scored 11 points and 10 points and 13 points, you know, nothing special, but like, you know, it, I, I will take, you know, 10 points every week from a player that, you know, picked up for just some, you know, a chunk of change, a chunk of change on the, uh, waiver wire. Um, so he, he's been good, very consistent for Jackson. I think that's a good pickup and a good, uh, good way to spend his budget. Um, it, having to start JD McKissick is kind of unfortunate. Um, you just, again, Jonathan Taylor being out and just, you know, running backs are scarce in this league. It's, you know, running back depth is really hard to come by. Um, but once you lose a stud, it's very difficult to replace him. So, uh, Jonathan Taylor coming back will be very helpful for Jackson can get JD McKissick out of his lineup. Um, Looking at his wide receivers, Debo Samuel, solid, great, like very good, awesome, like no complaints. Uh, he, he he will be very good for the rest of the season. I think think better now that Jimmy G is throwing to him, just the offense he's more used to. Um, then Mike Evans, another very solid wide receiver. Um, his, he's only wide receiver 18 right now, but that's because he was suspended one game. Um, he, he will be very good for the rest of the season. Uh, so yeah, very good wide receivers. Um, yeah, tight end is a weakness, as it is with almost every single team. Um, as Jalen Waddle also is questionable, more injuries for Jackson. Um, he he's had uh, he's had some very good chemistry with Tua, and if he can get Tua and Jalen Waddle back, that would be a very interesting stack for Jackson to have for the rest of the season. Um, they could definitely boom in the same week and basically just win him a week. Uh, those two players alone. Um, and last of all, uh, he has Matt Gay on his team, which is, you know, always just a good starter. Um, he's only kicker 16, but I think he'll do better. The The Rams should, offense should do better for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest things with Jackson's team, like you said, uh, hurting at running back a little bit right now with Jonathan Taylor. But those three wide receivers, Debo, Mike Evans, and Jalen Waddle, I think have so much firepower that, He's been able to have success. I mean, the only loss that he has is to Jake. Um, you know, he he's had a, a three very solid weeks otherwise. And once he gets back to full health, I think Jackson has one of the best teams in the league. And 
certainly in a good position right now at three and one to make playoffs. And um, yeah, especially once Jonathan Taylor comes back and, and if he can return to his, you know, high level of performance, then he will, um, he's going he's gonna to be a good team. He's going to be a tough team to take down. All right, moving on to uh, team number two here. That's the Confused Sneercats owned by none other than James Terhar. You've got uh, 464 points for, which is second in the league. Um, but you've also got 323 points against, which is lowest in the league. So, um, you know, you've had some easier matchups, but that's not to take away from your success. You've had three of your four games, your three wins, you scored over 114 points. So, um, you know, even though your opponents are putting low scores, you're you're still showing up. And we knew kind of coming in as we talked about at the start of the season, Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey were going to be your pillars that you needed to rely on. Um, you know, you you need them to have big weeks in order to have success. And, and they've done that for the most part. Um, but what we thought and what I thought was going to be your biggest weakness was that running back, you really didn't have anyone who could um, do more than an average running back could. And uh, Cordero Patterson has exceeded that so far. Josh Jacobs finally broke out last week and had a huge game. Oh my goodness, yes. And, um, you know, some of your your um, backup wide receivers here have done really well too. Devontae Smith, well, not really well, but, you know, they, they filled in when they need to. Devontae Smith is capable of big games. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks is capable of big games too. Um, you know, you've got Romeo Dobbs, who's starting to be more um, involved in that Packer offense. Um, Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods, you know, all these guys are playable. Um, so if, if your running backs can continue to excel along with Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey, you know, you, you're going to be a tough team to stop too. But I think the most impressive player on your team right now is Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, you drafted him high to be a a top quarterback, but the first three weeks, especially this last week, he let you down a little bit, but that was, you know, more weather-based. The first three weeks, he was just absolutely unstoppable. And I think he is going to be a huge reason why your team has success. Um, his running game and his air, you know, air attack is something that um, just brings your team to that next level, I think. And um, yeah, if you can get these running backs going, I think you're going to be a top team for sure this year. I, uh, just to speak a little about my own team, um, it, I do find it weird to start a season with a good record. I feel like the last like four years, I've had bad records to start, and then I, I kind of figure things out and then either just miss playoffs or, or just sneak into playoffs. Um, so it's, not, it's nice to start out with some wins, um, regardless of how good my team is. And yeah, I can't, can't be upset about my team. Definitely have weaknesses but have some solid strengths um i think uh i think the, the real x factor for my teams can be the philadelphia eagles defense we haven't talked a lot about defenses but uh they are the number one fantasy defense right now um coming off three straight weeks of double digit points and uh the eagles have a very good schedule for the rest of the year um and they have a lot of a lot of a very good defensive line that can uh rack up sacks and a pretty talented secondary that can get picks. So um, I'm, I'm very hopeful that the Philadelphia Eagles defense can make up for um, sort of deficiencies in my team at any other places, which uh, it's nice to have. Yeah. All right. We've gone through 11 teams here. 
take us out with the team on the top. Okay. Well, uh, this is a team that I've gotten a lot more familiar with uh, since I'm going to be facing off against them this week. Um, and Andrew, I have to say, I'm kind of scared um, both yeah. this week and just for the year in general. For the league, um, yeah. Yeah, I believe this was our consensus number two ranked team in our post-draft power rankings. Can you, does that sound I'll right? verify. Yeah, I'll verify as you talk through. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Um, but yeah, they're, they're ranked number one. They have the most points for it. They have the most uh, max points for possible. Um, and it's it's none other than Taylor Swift's armpits. Owned by Jake Kessler, of course. Uh, he is four and zero to start the year, um, and yeah, his his team has been extremely solid and definitely looks like the best team by far. Um, well, maybe not by far, but I think I think everyone can confidently say like Jake has the best team as of now. Um, yeah. Will that change? You know, fantasy football is you know unpredictable. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I I will let everyone else in on what I have to face this week and why I'm so scared. Um, right off the bat, Josh Allen is his QB. Um, yikes. Um, yeah, Josh Allen is like, he's making a case for being the best quarterback just in the NFL. Um, there's some debate to be had there, but he's definitely, I'd say, top three. Um, certainly, probably top two, probably top one fantasy QB. There's pretty much no one else that you'd rather be starting every week. Um, and Jake got him at the end of the third round, which is a very good value. And, um, I think we said before Jake didn't plan on taking him there, but the value is too good to pass up. And he is he's been great. He's been extremely good. 31 points, 29 points, 26 points, 23 points. Um I get that trend seems to be going down. Um, but uh Josh Allen is extremely good and will consistently put up very big points. Um uh looking at Jake's running backs, right now he's starting Cleo Herbert and Miles Sanders, um, which those names don't at the start of the year, those names would have sounded very impressive, but uh, Miles Sanders is having a very good year. Um, a little bit slow to start, but his most recent week put up 28 points. That's very impressive. Uh, he's a top 10 running back as of now. Um, Khalil Herbert probably won't be great going forward, assuming that uh, David Montgomery comes back. Um, but I think he's proven himself that he is going to be valuable, even if David Montgomery is in the game. Um, the Bears seem to be committed to the run, uh, which kind of explains some of Justin Fields' terrible passing numbers. Um, yeah, Khalil Herbert is sitting at RB13 right now. Um, and yeah, that's that's impressive for a guy that I don't think Jake drafted. I think he just picked up off of waivers. Um, and uh, looking at his bench, um, yeah, one of the reasons he even has to be starting those players and isn't starting better players is that he has DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins who are both dealing with injuries. Um, DeAndre Swift, great start to the season, then got injured, um, questionable, and not sure when he's going to come back. Seems to have kind of a nagging injury. Um, J.K. Dobbins started the year um, injured and now seems to be coming back and just had a very good game, 20 points. Um, so he should be very good and probably will be in Jake's starting lineup, honestly, probably this week against me um definitely going forward um so yeah rb depth jake has uh is very set there um looking at his wide receivers Devonte adams great great wide receiver one um doesn't seem to be like i mean it's still early in the season doesn't seem to be quite like the you know the top top guy 
like it was before, but definitely a locked and loaded, like going to be a top wide receiver any given week, uh, top 10 wide receiver any given week and on the year for sure. Um, T Higgins has been quite the surprise. Um, I, I think he's been not necessarily playing better than Jamar Chase, but he's been putting up better fantasy numbers, um, at least in the most recent weeks than Jamar Chase, I'm pretty sure. Um, it seems like teams are really keen on Jamar Chase at T Higgins is also very talented and is, you know, taking advantage of the less attention from defenses and Joe Burrow's throwing to him and he is, he is producing. Um, he's, you know, he's looking like a, a fringe wide receiver one. So Jake has two, you know, two potential wide receiver ones on his team. Um, very good. Uh, tight end kind of weak. Dallas Goddard has been decent. Um, you know, he should be fine there. Uh, then we have wow, Marquise Brown, wide receiver six. Is that true? Jake has a wide receiver six in his flex spot. I'm kind of surprised by that. I didn't think he was doing that well. Um, uh, Young Waiku, number one kicker. Like Jake just Jake has very good starters and also has pretty good depth. Like uh, nine, he has nine nine Hines on his bench. Not even starting him um, when uh, Jonathan Taylor's out. He. Uh, you know, theoretically should be good this week, but Jake doesn't even need him because he's starting two other, you know, decent running backs. Uh, Yeah, t- top to bottom, T to B. Uh, Jake has uh, a solid team and good depth, I think is the, the biggest thing. He has, he has several good starting options that he can pick and choose from, and um, he, he, he seems to be able to withstand uh, injuries or mishaps and still have a good team. What do you think, Sameen? Yeah, I think... Um... Jake's team is extremely solid. There certainly are other teams in the league who have individual players who are better than the individual players on Jake's team. But none of those other teams have the the depth that Jake has. Like maybe they have, you know, like Brandon, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. Those running backs are better than Jake's running backs. But Brandon does not have a top quarterback. You know, he doesn't have these amazing wide receivers, Devonta Adams, T. Higgins, Marquise Brown. You know, you know, so like position positionally, other teams might be better, but overall he has such a solid team. A lot of players in, you know, the the one to twenty range in their position. And like you mentioned, just a ton of depth, JK Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. Um, yeah, he he's gonna be a really tough team to beat throughout the course of the season. My only advice to Jake is um, we've seen this in the past where a team starts off really hot. Um, you know, you uh, a few years ago, Zach, I think both of you and Zach had like an eight game win streak to start a couple of seasons, but then towards the end, you know, you started to, uh, to decrease a little bit. So um, I would just say to Jake, you know, just don't get so comfortable with your team that you're not looking to make moves and make trades and, you know, move some of these guys that had good first halves of the season, you know, if you start to see that decline and try and trade them away. So that's my only advice, but I mean, I don't think there's really much else that he can be doing right now. Four and oh, top in the league in points for incredible depth. Um, he, he's certainly the team to beat right now. Until this week. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a fun. The confused sneer cats, number one versus number two. I'm, I'm going to take him down. Look out. It's going to be Jake. a fun game to watch. That's for sure. Look out, Jake. Come and that's, the, that's the other thing with Jake's team too. Like if two of his top players don't perform well, 
you know, he has three other top players who can perform well, where a lot of these, you know, more top heavy teams, if, if they don't, you know, if their players don't come through like Jefferson and Kelsey, they might be hurting a little bit more. So, um, I think he's going to be consistently above average in scoring, which is exactly where you need to be. Very good team, Jake, if you're listening. All right, we did it. We got through all 12 of them. All right. Any other comments on kind of the league as a whole here? Um, you know, uh I think uh not so much specific to this year, but just kind of a general statement that, you know, it's we're only 4 weeks in and while it sucks, you know, like, you know, being on for it, that's really tough. And like that's a tough hole to climb out of, but like things change very fast in the NFL and in fantasy football, especially. And mm-hmm. like, it's very easy to, you know, switch from going on, you know, a losing streak to a winning streak or winning streak to a winning streak to a losing streak. Um, and we have 10 weeks left in the regular season still. So we're not even, not even, uh, not even a third of the way through the regular season, still plenty of time, plenty of moves to be made, plenty of trades uh, mm-hmm. to still happen. Um, be interesting to see how that happens. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's still very early. And I think, um, I think the, the current standings, I think we're going to see a lot of shaking up and you yeah. know, like the current top six will definitely not be the final top six um, when playoff, when playoffs come around. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty cool to kind of have this snapshot of our league at this point in time and kind of listen back at the end of the year and see, you know, how it, how it stacked up and how everybody's roster turned out because it, it could be quite a bit different. This year's very unpredictable and there's always injuries and we're getting into bye weeks and it'll be a fun finish. You know, it, it's a pretty close packed uh, group so far. We only have one team 0 and 4 and one team 4 and 0. And, you know, the rest are only two games apart. So yeah, going to be fun rest of the season here. But thanks for tuning in at this checkpoint. You've reached the first checkpoint. Congratulations, everyone. Do do they do we have a prize for them? I don't remember. Um, for just wait for for Jake or for just everyone for not quitting yeah. the season for making through? it through week four. Yeah. Oh, what about what about a prize for listening to this entire episode? Ooh, if you've listened to this entire episode. Send in the group chat a picture of your favorite soda or beverage if you're like David and you only drink water. Mm. And we will give you uh, an NFT of of something raffle league related. That that sounds that sounds doable. Hand drawn by James. Yep. All right, there it is. There's there's your homework and uh, your prize if you turn it in so thanks for sticking with us this far and uh, we'll catch you later in the season always remember to get your bum out the window wink wink